using this time to really orchestrate how you're going to come out when this shit is over. Like, let's think on the positive. Let's think of life and not so much the fear of losing one's life, but life. What is the life? How am I going to live this life? Let me summon up the courage, which is also a strengthening thing, okay, to speak your truth from your lungs. Feel me? Like really utilize all of that to prepare and look forward to when this bullshit is over, okay, that you coming out like gang. Matter of fact, you're coming out eloquently. <laughs> you, gonna come, you may be coming out for the next few months, slowly but surely. Hey, it's Red Summer. And it's Anika Waldina. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Uh, before we begin, can we breathe? Yeah, I need to breathe. So, this is uh, episode uh, 80, and um, there is a blessing right there, all right? There's a blessing right there that we continue to be able to come to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck. Like, I'm kind of stuck in, in trying to figure out where to go, <laughs> what to do. Um, for those of you all who are just joining us, this ain't normal, okay? <laughs> you know exactly what to say. And what I usually say at the beginning of the show is that your gay aunties is a weekly podcast <laughs> that is centered around queer adulting. And during these trying times, um, we're all kind of forced to grow up in different ways. So if you want Auntie Hanifa and I to answer any questions that you have about love or life or any of the experiences that you are having during the Rona, <laughs> you can go on and send us uh, an email at gayaunties at gmail.com. Uh, or you can DM us on Instagram and Twitter at gayaunties. All right. So what we're <laughs> going to do... Um, Last week, um, we invited you all, you poets and spoken word artists, since it is Poetry Month, and since this, we have ample time, and this is a time where we can get a lot of feelings off our chest, we've been inviting you all to speak your truth in this time of the Rona. Um, and as a reminder, you can do that as a simple link uh, on our IG page. Go to our link, and in there you'll see a button called Speak Your Truth, and then you can do so uh, within 90 seconds. Um, but for today, um, we have three queer poets that we're going to, um, feature and each one of them are addressing themes, though these particular poets are speaking to the time before Rona, um, everything is timely with us. (laughs) So they're speaking to three themes that you may or may not be going through during this time. And so we're going to listen to them and then, you know, just kind of pontificate on mm. how to deal with these things um, if you are going through them. And then we have um, an old letter that um, very, I don't know if you guys remember some episodes back, someone wrote us a really profound letter um, about uh, control. Um, mm. And that's something that we all wrestle with, being out of control with everything that's happening. Um, so we're going to uh, revisit that letter because there's a question in it that we uh, didn't answer. Um, so yeah, um, before we go into that, you know, just, uh, just a check-in, 
is we're all checking in with one another, mm -hmm. um, hopefully on a regular basis. Um, yeah, checking in, girl. How you doing? I, um, I'm trying to keep moving forward. You know, I posted yesterday that, you know, and I don't know if I talked about it last week when my principal passed, um, that I graduated from alternative school. Um, you know, life happens. I end up at, at school for the bad kids. <laughs> and my principal was kind of like, alternative is not inferior. Mm. Mm. It's, it's just different. And she ran her school as if, like, she expected that we were to achieve everything that our counterparts were to achieve and more. Like, her expect her expectation is higher, she would say. <laughs> and so losing her last Thursday was a lot for our school community. And so every Friday we wouldn't have class, we would have a lecture series, Big Division. So we started doing Big Division on Zoom. And so students from every generation from 1986 to, you know, students are welcome who are in middle college right now. Like everybody's welcome to get on. And that's what Big Division was. The alumni would come back and they would teach us about things, their experience in college, what they're doing in their careers, that kind of thing. So we've all been together on um, Big Division. And I had to hop on one of our, uh, our basketball coach. Um, Arthur, he was running Big Division yesterday. And I had to go on Big Division and tell him that our English teacher, Corey, who was also a graduate, um, Arthur was a graduate as well, and we would come back and teach there. There were, I think at, at one point there were 15 teachers at the school who were graduates of the school. So we'd all gone on to college and come back to that school to, to teach. Um, so we had to let everybody know that Corey had passed. And he um, was just instrumental, especially for me as a teacher. He was the first teacher who I team taught with. So we shared a classroom and we worked with students together. And he started um, Real Men Read and would have these like super hard, like thug kids from the south side of Chicago reading James Baldwin and crying. Right? <laughs> just an excellent, excellent brother. And so, you know, we all get on the on Big Division and we cry together. And then last night at 2 o'clock in the morning, I get a call that Arthur passed as well. And so it's just like, like so many back to back to back. And there, Ms. Hawkins, um, I do believe, was COVID related. But there's work. It's just that the hospitals are so overwhelmed with COVID patients that they can't get care for other things that are happening. And so Arthur had a heart surgery before he was on a pacemaker, but the hospitals can't, they can't handle it. They can't take care of everybody. They can't watch everybody. And it's, it's not their fault. They're just so overwhelmed. And Arthur was, um, to get married in six months. Um, and he had a basketball player when he was at school had come back and was the coach. So every student from 96 to 
when he stopped coaching a couple of years ago, played with him or, you know, played for him. And so I've been talking to grown men who've been crying like little babies for a week, for a week. And we just keep adding on. And it's, I thought when it first happened that I was kind of getting desensitized to it. Because, like, my initial reaction was like, okay, okay, (laughs) you know, like, it's another one. But you can't, you can't do that. You can't stop feeling and stop loving and stop being connected because that's when we lose our humanity. Ashe, Ashe, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um... And actually, I just got off the phone with, my high school teacher who gave me poetry, right? <laughs> she, um, she would make us, if we were late, cause I had her class like first period. If we were late, she would make us write a poem, um, explaining why we were late. <laughs> I had to write a lot of poems. <laughs> and so I would be on the bus, like, and it could be anything. Like we could, it, we could make whatever story we wanted to, and the more creative, the better, right? <laughs> on the bus like writing out my poem so when I got there I already had (laughs) yeah and so like it's 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 the time right (laughs) in poetry month like I was you know just thanking her for giving me poetry for giving me Nikki G me controversial writers she gave me Toni Morrison we read so jazz came out when I was in her class. She went out and bought personally. She bought a hundred copies of jazz. And we read it together. So she didn't prep it to see if it was, you know, <laughs> okay for high school students, whatever. She didn't care. Toni Morrison dropped the book. We're going to read it. And jazz changed my life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it changed my life. I had never read a book that ended in the middle. Right? How do you end the book in the middle? Like, <laughs> how, how is that even possible? Like, and I remember my mother like read it with me and she was furious. Not that we were given this book, but she was furious that of the audacity of the characters in the book. <laughs> And so I remember like being able to connect with my mom over, over literature, like over words. Mm. And and that's how important and powerful um, that experience is this month, you know, that we're celebrating now um, and the way that we can lift each other in this time with our words. Yeah. Um. Uh, one of our our listeners just told me that I was muted, <laughs> um, but I think the, the you know uh, like we we were just checking in and um, as you probably heard, Red is is dealing with grief um, and losing some of her mentors, and I'm just here to hold space and we're checking in and um, it, you know my my check in is um, I'm using this space I've I've, I've been writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not writing in the tr- traditional sense of 
you know, whatever, writing a poem or writing dialogue or whatever, but I am writing this piece in my head. Um, mm. it's, uh, it's a sci-fi dark comedy improv. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> it didn't start off that way, but it's becoming that. And, um, usually how I create work, um, for those who may be interested in trying to find ways to get whatever is in you out. Um, I, I kind of approach things ethnographically, which means I usually start with interviews. So since this sci-fi dark comedy improv, uh, takes place in New York in the, in the near, in the, in the near future, you know, because I'm not in New York, um, you know, I'm calling my people. So it kind of serves a good purpose of checking in with people back in New York yeah. and trying to to see what it is to really live in New, in New York, you know, um, right now it being the, the uh, epicenter of all that's going on for America anyway. Right. And, you know, I'm, and I, I you know, I love us cause we still keep a sense of humor about shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this is even friends that have lost people, you know, yeah. um, little things like, you know, usually when in New York on in trains, you know, you get on the train and, it's like a rush, like if the train's crowded, you just rush to, you know, find, get your seat. So as mm. the train's pulling in, you gauging where the fuck you going to get your seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, my homeboy, Hodari, was like, now as the train comes in, you gauging how you're going to get your seat that is a certain amount of distance away from people. He's like, that yeah. love seat right in the corner near the door, that's mm-hmm. the joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You in New York, you know what that seat is. Mm-hmm. That's that's the gold mine. Nobody, you know, put your feet up. Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But even little things like on the on the on the uh, platform, all the newsstands, candy stands, are closed down. And my other homeboy Ty mm-hmm. was like, you know, they used to feed homeless people. Like hit them off with an apple, hit them off with a banana, you yeah. know. So all these different ways in which a city is interconnected these lines are being broken, mm-hmm. you know, what they're going to create, who knows, but these, these, these cultural ways of being are being broken, you know? Um, and, uh, so it's just, it's just interesting. I'm so I guess that's where I'm at. Um, but every little thing I get when, um, I'm listening to people's stories, real stories feed fiction for me. You know what I mean? Um, it's always, I like to refer to what's real to create a fictional world, you know, yeah. or a fictional reality. Because still in the day, whether it's sci-fi, fiction, whatever, it still is a reflection of our humanity, you mm-hmm. know? So, you know, that's what I'm, I'm actually doing. working huh? on something. Well, mm-hmm. what you're saying is kind of the experience that I'm having because mm-hmm. it's a story that's inspired by a real story mm-hmm. and figuring out like where the real and where the fiction lives and how to do that um authentically and how to do that with honor and how to do that with care you know yes it's <laughs> very very important to me yes yes it, it's, it's very important so speaking of creativity let's move on into our culture review slash speak your truth here we go it's for the culture y'all it's for the culture y'all So, we got poems for y'all. Yes. 
And this first poem, the theme is the wanting and the need for relationship. We all want to find that other person or the persons, depending on how you identify. And it particularly hits hard, at least how I took this poem, uh, quickly just to preface it, um, as the want that we all need as humans to connect with someone mm -hmm. to see ourselves in someone else. And if you are hunkered down by yourself, um, or even if you are hunkered down with a significant other, you may be able to appreciate it. Um, it's not the whole poem. If you want to hear the whole poem, you can um, do so. Um, we'll put the links in the, in the show notes. Um, but this first um, poet, I'm not sure uh, what pronoun they go by so we're going to say they mm. um and why is this not oh child i'm out am i in the wrong joint where, where is the um oh honey okay why? <laughs> uh i'm sorry y'all oh i'm sorry here we go just scrolling down okay here we go so this first poet their name excuse me their name is Portia Ola Yiwola, and mm -hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, they are referring to their significant other as a she, so I'm thinking that they are on the lesbian spectrum. So let's just go into Portia. All right, y'all, let's do it. Finding a black queer woman love with whom you are compatible with is like finding a watermelon seed lodged in the pupil of a whole fried chicken. I will be alone forever then. And how long is infinity? Does it measure itself in memories or moments? How many summer camps, swing set weddings does it hold? How many dinners alongside the Atlantic does it yield? Does it fossilize the broken bones, frameless doors, fractured promises collapsing like longs and longing? Does it stretch past smashed phones and the lamp we fought one another for? How many sheer curtains have been torn from their panes before forever's end is reached and do we ever arrive? I suppose not. And isn't that the jag? To go unresolved, unfinished, to push and give and turn over all your hands have learned to hold and then to still keep going. To be limitless in solitude. To be the void, vast and abyssal, a great and dark skyline spanning. That's it. My poems are short, okay? Ooh, that history is like in your face. <laughs> I love it. I was just trying to get the picture of the whole, the grape, the, the, the watermelon seed hole in the fried chicken. And at least still a couple of times, I'm still trying to get the visual. Yeah. <laughs> but it's jarring. Like, it's like, wait, what? Like, why is the head still on the chicken? Right? 
Um, yeah. And I, hmm. So I struggle with like, with like your tone when you're telling a story, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like her tone was so calming. <laughs> it was so super calming that it kind of got out of the way a little bit for me of being able to just focus on the words. Like, just to get lost in a swing set wedding. Like, what? Like, so, like so many things are, like, ridiculously audacious in, in the piece. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, she, I mean, they were talking, um, uh, uh, Portia, if you hear this, uh, excuse us if we're slipping up on our pronouns, but um, they were, um, I like, when they were saying uh, 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 the whole the limit the finding finding the limitlessness in solitude, mm. you know, and just that's the line for me that that stood out, um, because there's a difference between being lonely and being in solitude, mm. and I think you start to better understand solitude as you get older not to say you ever expand it because you can you know the, the feeling of loneliness is is like torturous for human yeah. beings you know um but if you just have yourself there is a limitlessness in just within yourself there are worlds that you can explore there's worlds that you can experience whether it's through writing whether it's performing whether it's through meditating, whether it's through talking to yourself in the motherfucking house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, there are worlds to explore. Um, so that that line really stuck out to me. I thought it was grown as fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the insight in that one line for me, I think, can also be a bomb for those um, uh, um who are spending this time alone that, you know, and we've kind of mentioned in other episodes as well, you know, that this is a time, this is an opportunity. Mm. This time is an opportunity, like, like any time really, but it's, it's never been so profound that this space of time, however long this shit lasts is an opportunity for us to be in whatever way is different on the other side of it. And that is limitless. You know, you can come yeah. on the other side of it, a president, you know what I mean? Uh, or presidential <laughs> for someone, <laughs> anyone, we all need somebody presidential right now. We don't got shit, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to remember the, the phrase, it was something about, uh, how long is infinity mm. and like as you're sitting there you're kind of like because she before that she mentioned that like I'm going to be alone forever right mm. <laughs> and, and how long is that like how long is, is infinity um, and then how do you mark it mm. how do you mark that time you know uh, mark it as what what, 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 what do you perceive how do you mark it alone mm-hmm. um, and that's the, the part that I was trying to bring up I might let me see if I can go back to it it was something about uh do you measure, does it measure itself in memories or moments? Mm. And so like, 
Like, I know that we, we crave this like personal relationship, right? We, we, we crave this connection and this partnering. Um, but in your alone time or in your partner time, like what are the things that are significant for you in the time of your life? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, you want those things to be, um, to be, hmm, how do I say it? Like wonderful experiences that you have, right? (laughs) These are wonderful experiences that you have that, that mark that you have had a good life. Right. (laughs) And so you can, you can verify that because, Ooh, remember we went on this trip or we did this thing. And I had this wonderful person who was with me to, to, um, kind of like staple, like, yes, this was good. But can you have those things, those same memories and moments and experiences in your solitude as well? Mm. And if you're not doing that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because time when you're by yourself, especially during now, I mean, you can easily find yourself killing an entire day watching the fucking idiot box. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can kill a whole day. And and that's not even to judge that because sometimes we need to kill a day. Sometimes we need to get lost or be fed what to think because we mm-hmm. don't want to think. You know, I think that's just as justified as reading a book. But in, if anything, I'm understanding how precious time yeah. is, especially when you have this looming boogeyman you know, hovering over all of us, right? Right. And our loved ones, how precious time is. It's like, okay, fine. I spent the day and I, I, I bullshitted around. I sat on my ass. I ate and I watched TV and I watched TV and I ate. Mm-hmm. Let me count those blessings that I have food in the house. And yeah. My, and my, and my, and, and Xfinity is, the bill is paid, right? Little things, little things. Um, but then... I, but I more appreciate the days where I have a conversation, you know, with a friend about what's going on in New York and that feeds what's been brewing in my head. And I put, you know, paper to pen, or pen to paper and, you know, or I get a revelation about the world that I'm creating. Um, and that makes me kind of go in and then time flies by, you know what I mean? Or, you know, um, and for me, that is honoring time a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Again, not to judge when I just sit on my ass, because that got to happen some days too. But when, and this is why we're really trying to push, um, trying to find and maintain your creative mode, because it really is a good way to manage your time, um, especially if you're alone and you have no one to kind of put your time into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I've been listening to both sides of the the conversation mm-hmm. on um how people are using their time right now right mm-hmm. so there was a meme that went out it was like if you come out of this and your business ain't started and your your book ain't done and blah 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 <laughs> and you you know you didn't lack time you lack discipline right <laughs> and then the response were like okay <laughs> and we're we're going through a pandemic yeah. Like we are all in crisis. Mm-hmm. Like it is okay if you sit on your ass and you eat popcorn until it's done, right? <laughs> like it is okay as well, right? And so, like I hear both of those. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely take my inspiration from one day to the next. 
like on both of those. I have seen so many shows I could not have seen before, like whole seasons <laughs> of shows I'd never even heard of, right? Mm-hmm. We started watching The Good Wife last night. Like this show, I don't know. That was a good show. Came. I binged that one. Yeah. A few years right. ago. Yeah. And so like that's that too is okay. Like and it's almost a um a nod to how important that work is. That art is what is sustaining us in our solitude. Art is what is sustaining us. Like it, you know, even with our with our loved ones in our homes, right? We're we're watching television, we're watching DJ battles, like we're watching, you know, we're listening to music, we're listening to podcasts, right? This is this is what is sustaining us in our time. Yeah, because it's the way we it's the only way we can really connect. It's that we need yeah. to hear voices that reflect our own in many ways. We need to hear ourselves other than our own echo in the house. You know what I mean? Um, and that's nothing, the, the beauty of story, you know, um, Mm, every story told, whether it's some frivolous, you know, reality show crap or, you know, binging on, you know, Grey's Anatomy, (laughs) you know, we want to cry, you know, we want the stories to bring out all these varied emotions because we need to experience them because we can't go outside the door and live our life as, and experience these varied emotions just during our day. So we need these stories to give us that food, that nourishment, you know, we need to cry. We need to laugh. You know, we need to contemplate like, oh, that was some deep shit, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. We need need as human beings um, to do that. So if solitude, what? Well, I was going to say a friend of mine was like, I'm so tired of these TikTok challenges. Like, I'm tired. (laughs) And I was like, you know, yeah, I understand it. (laughs) But two, if the TikTok challenge is the only thing that got you up and completely dressed today. Yep. Like, (laughs) you you got completely dressed for that five, ten seconds you were going to be on the TikTok challenge with your friends and show how (laughs) glammed up you can get. (laughs) That's the first time you've been beat. Exactly. <laughs> you ain't going Go nowhere. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Your dog can see you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and that that's you're hitting another thing. We need to be seen. Everyone needs to be seen. Even when our, our day was an everyday, one of the things we thrive for is to be seen, to be recognized, to be acknowledged, to be visible in the world that we uh, live in. So if you're going to, you know, practice that little routine with your family for a little, you know, 15 minutes of fame on TikTok, so be it. You need it. It is food. It is fodder. You need it. You're a human being. Ain't no shame in that. Mm-hmm. But I am a little tired of the TikTok challenges. But <laughs> y'all keep doing them for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> now, some of them are, you know, I, I have to say, I'm so glad I saw them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the one of the, you know, black uh, nurses, mm-hmm. you know, getting geared up. So they were all cute and everything. Oh, and I love the ones with the healthcare workers. The front line. Yes, 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 yes. And they need yeah. that too. They need that. Yeah. <laughs> A moment where they're not saying shit. Am I, this person I'm, I'm helping out about to endanger me and my family. Can mm-hmm. you imagine thinking that 24 seven, in your place yeah. of work, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And other essential workers, the people that, that pick our food and grow our food and the whole distribution uh, supply line, the people in Amazon are getting treated like shit, FYI. You know, all yeah. those people like going on one hand, like, okay, I got a job, but the job that I'm going into, I'm literally risking my life every day. Every day. You know what I mean? So yes, I'm going to do the TikTok <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Fuck the <Yeah>. bullshit. <laughs> sassy i'm ratchet whatever <laughs> my um my cousin has seven daughters Woo! seven <laughs> so she, they probably tic-tacked out in that house boy. two are adults and he has five little ones at home and like getting to see all of them and you know see him being a, a girl dad you know <laughs> with the girls but you know like that's what they're doing to like keep themselves entertained and that those are probably like we were saying in the last poem like those lasting moments and memories that those girls will have forever right so like their children they don't know like the gravity of I mean I know they probably miss being at school with their friends Mm -hmm. but you know to have that experience of you know them coming up with new skits every day and spending that time with their dad like that's that's a good balance i guess for the gravity of what we're experiencing yes yes exactly now i might have been uh hmm i might have been ambitious in putting three poets up here (laughs) (laughs) so we can we can go into break, maybe save those other two for another show, what have you. Though, what we really want uh, to hear poems from you all um, in the context of what's going on right now. So, let's go into um, a break real quick. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then go into that letter. All right, so, speak your truth. What does speak your truth actually mean? That our truth is ever-flowing, ever-growing. Um, and you kind of, it's kind of like an idea. You got to catch it when you can. And when you catch it, you write something down and you find that voice that's about that moment that you're feeling in this moment, whether it is the, the moment in time we're living in or this exact second, you're having one of those days, you know, um, or you're realizing you're on the couch and you're like, fuck, I'm gonna write a poem about how my ass is numb. Because I've been on this couch <laughs> for 24 hours straight and I'm going to bed at 3 o'clock in the motherfucking morning. You know, so there are so many things one can write about. Um, there is no right or wrong poem in this time. And we really want to uh, encourage you all and invite you all to be a part of your gay aunties by submitting a poem or a spoken word piece um, no longer than 90 seconds. Um, and you can simply do that by going to your gay aunties on iTunes, click our link in the bio and there you'll see an option called speak your truth, click that. And then you'll be able to do so. Uh, just one little hint. I mean, one little note that you need a Safari browser for this to work. So everybody got that shit or hopefully a lot of y'all got that shit. Sorry. You know, <laughs> nobody ever uses Safari, but for some reason you need Safari for this one. Anyway. <laughs> But so we want to encourage you all to um, go to your gay aunties um, uh, on Instagram and and those words that are formulating, you know, that's caught in your throat or on the tip of your tongue, 
you know, encourage it out and share it with us all. And we'll be happy to share it um, to folks um, here on your Gay Aunties podcast during the month of April. And as a support, um, not just for yourself and writing it, but support um, for those who hear it and need to hear it in that moment. Woo! Yeah. Oof, these times, boy, these times. I just got a letter. Hmm? I just got a letter. A new letter? A new letter just now. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We know we we, we, we we doing that. We do we, we do that. We do that. We do that. We do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's finish up the break and we'll go to the new letter. <laughs> All right. That's on you, girl. Wait, I'm trying to pull it up. I'm like, whoa, what's that? We ready. We ready. (laughs) Yes, okay. Um, So we have guests. (laughs) I'm like, wait, where am I right now? Okay. Amazing guests who are coming up. You know, we do our Sunday brunch um, the last Sunday of every month. And we have... um, Oh my gosh, I just lost her last name. We have the Punani Poets. <laughs> and I remember seeing the show um, Real Sex. Mm-hmm. Real Sex? Yeah, I remember that, man. That show was good. Yeah, and they showed the Punani Poets like back then. So they have been in the game for a long time and are still out there working. Um, and their founder, Jessica, is going to be with us today. Oh, today. Next, <laughs> uh, for our next Sunday brunch, to talk about her experience um, doing the Punani Poets and um, kind of wrap up for us Poetry Month because I am a Punani Poet. Y'all didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know you were part of the Punani Poet crew. <laughs> I'm, when we're in the same city, like she's she, Jessica and Cece Carter and Angie Harvey are like the only people who can just call me and be like, I need you to come do a poem right now. Everybody else, I'm like, girl, I am retired. <laughs> but every now and then, I am a Punani poet. <laughs> okay, I really am looking um, uh, forward to that. And hopefully, when you guys send us uh, your uh, spoken word, um, it can be featured on that show that we have the Punani Poets. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, so, you know, the last part of the break is patreon.com slash aunties. I'm there. We have two main ways that you can really support your aunties. Actually, three main ways you can support your aunties. Um, one, of course, is just giving us some love on patreon.com slash aunties. And with that, we want to give a shout out actually to our last guest who became one of our Patreon supporters, Lee Lesson Parine. <laughs> Shout out to you, brother. Thank you for your uh, uh, support. Um, really, really thank you. Um, so yeah, you guys can just go over there. You know how that, that rolls. Give what you can when you can. You know? And um, another way you can uh, support us is that. So, alright, so I was making these masks, okay, right? You know, really cute masks. And because I was thinking, everybody and their mama making masks, right? Um, and that's beautiful. Support who you need to with masks. But I thought, you know, I would love to wear some sort of covering that also spoke. Because we don't, we're not really speaking to people in public. We can't embrace people in public. We can't 
um, connect with our community as we did in public? How can we do that in silence, right? So um, on the mass are just different messages, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Some are like, I still see you beautiful, you know? To combat the sense of invisibility. Um, some are fun, like I slay as we pass. Like, keep it moving, motherfucker, but I'm still pretty good. <laughs> One I is kind of uh, expounded on a Muhammad Ali quote um, called, uh, uh, it was a, a two word poem, me, no, no, uh, you, we, I'm fucking up, I'm sorry, Muhammad. Um, <laughs> me, we, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I just put you, me, we. Just saying that it's really simple that we are all interconnected right now. We're all experiencing the same thing. So um, we now here's the thing that as soon as I put it up on the shop, um, our supplier ran out of guess what bandanas. Kind of bitch win. <laughs> so we're gonna keep it up on Spreadshop, but I, I I found another I found another supplier that is actually making mass mass that you mm. can print on so i'm gonna just do a little due diligence and kind of switch it over to that so you guys who are um wanting to speak to your community as at the same time stay safe um and god forbid if you have you don't want to give anyone else it you can do it but also give love at the same time you know what mm. i mean stay safe and give love so you can that's another way you can support us and then the last way you can support us as always are your letters yeah your letters, your letters. I am sitting here, I know good gosh darn well. <laughs> y'all bitches is going through shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going through shit. So I know y'all young asses is going through shit. I know a lot of y'all in roommate situations that you're like, God damn, why I gotta be locked up with these niggas? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. you're when you're younger, you have less control of your surroundings and then you're put in a situation where none of us have much of a control. You know, so that creates things that go through your head. It creates uh, moments you're not sure how you're going to navigate or what have you. So if you're having some situations due to the Rona, your aunties are still here for you, baby. So please yeah. holler at us at your gay aunties at gmail.com. And what you're going through, you can share with others. And how we hopefully help you will also help others. That's how this shit works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So holla at us, y'all, your gay aunties at gmail.com. All right, so speaking of letters, here's your letter. Let's check out our new letter. (laughs) (laughs) So we need a name for this letter. Um, What pronoun? Is it clear? She. It's a she? Uh Um, I don't want to call her Rona, but that's the first thing that popped to my head. Um, Regina, Regina, Regina. Okay, so Regina says, um, it's scary that death is so close. And now I'm trying to decide what's worse, living with a secret or dying with it. Mm. I've been in love with the same woman for almost 10 years, but I messed up and she couldn't wait forever. I'm unhappily married, but married with three kids. I want a divorce and he knows, but he won't leave and I won't push. My new girlfriend of three years is growing impatient and I'm probably going to lose her too. It's hard to keep a secret for so long. I just can't say that to my family, but now I don't know. 
If either of us died, we'd have to mourn in secret. Mm. Don't know how to feel about it. I'm 34 and I shouldn't be this afraid. I'm not sick, but I have been having chest pains for a few days. And I'm kind of worried and I'm sure it's fine. But with everything happening, I realize nothing is impossible. How would you tell your people? Wow. We asked for letters, didn't we? Um, first, the first thing that kind of stood at me is something she said around, I'm 34 and I know I shouldn't feel this amount of fear. Let me tell you, fear will be with you until your end days, mm-hmm. for real. And it shows up in different ways, but it's nothing you really get over. It's just something you deal with at every instance. Or sometimes not deal with it. Sometimes we pack away fear and it's just that bit of fear, that thing we fear is going to be with us until whenever. But don't feel, one thing you don't need to burden yourself with is to feel guilty about being fearful. Because we're all fearful right now. You know, on top of the stuff we was fearful of before all this happened. So there ain't no shame, and that's something you don't need to burden yourself with. 34, 43, 99, everyone harbors fear. It is a part of being human. But the blessing of dealing with fear um, is that on the other side of fear, even though we know this intellectually is getting to the other side of it, the yeah. other side of fear, again, is that opportunity to be loved and to love. It's the opportunity to be free, to free yourself and free others. There's so much on the other side of that. So your question really is, how do you get to the other side of that? Um, now, let me just see if I understand her situation. Um, she had someone, I guess she kind of considered was the love of her life. And she felt she moved too slow and the person moved on. Since then, she's gotten married. She got kids. She's not happy in that relationship. Uh And she's had a a girlfriend for the past three years, I'm assuming in secret. Uh Okay. And now there's this looming fear. She's in tune with her body and her body is giving her signals. She just doesn't know what it is and just want to support you in knowing that I'm, did, 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 did she say where she is in America? No. Okay. Regardless of where you are, the hospitals are being taxed, right? So I want to share with you my own fear, you know, as I'm here, it's just me and my mom, you know, that God forbid one of us gets sick. We have made a plan for that because actually going to the hospital is not necessarily an option. You know, or at least trying to wait it out until it just becomes absolutely critical. Like one of us are not breathing correctly. Yeah. Okay. So I want to extend what's been given to us as advice. Okay. um, To stay calm. Really focus on your breath. You know what I mean? Like strengthen, even as you're feeling little, you're feeling symptoms here and there to really do a lot of lung and breath exercises, like strengthen those muscles. Don't, um, I don't know if you saw uh, Chris Cuomo, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So he did a quick thing. If you have, you can catch it on YouTube. But he says one I thought was some of the best advice I've seen because he went through it. He's like, whatever you do, don't succumb to the feeling that is taking your body away, that you don't have energy and that, you know, you can't breathe. He's like, at every second you fight and you breathe harder, even if it's painful. Keep breathing, keep breathing, keep breathing. Move your body. So yeah. don't, in other words, I think what was important that he was saying is don't get caught up in the fear that something is invading my body. Because mm. that's a fact. Something is invading yeah. your body, but you have control. You can fight it. And what it does is it, it fights your will to fight it. So Gina, you know, first of all, we want to set energy that what you have is allergies, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't got, <laughs> you know, right. a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, a lot of things. The human body can do a lot of things. It doesn't mean necessarily Corona, but regardless of what it is, you fight that motherfucker tooth and nail, and yeah. not for nothing. I don't want to say put aside what is the the gist of your question, like if God forbid something happens to me, I've never lived my truth. I've never spoken that truth. Mm. I'm going to pass the baton to you, Red. Um, I'm formulating some thoughts around that, but I don't want to just speak without getting them together in my head. Yeah, so taking the the health scare out of it, right? My Mm -hmm. advice is usually to just blurt it out. Like, don't try to to say it the right way. Don't think that there's going to be a right time. Don't think that there's going to be like a right set of words that you're going to say that's going to uh, soften the blow or, you know, whatever. Like people are going to have whatever reactions they decide to have, right? And if you've been holding on to the secret 13 years, I'm assuming, then you have been clearly waiting for this opportunity to be yourself and putting everyone else, family members, all of the people that you're scared who will be affected by your truth in front of you. And one thing that I know from like just my experience, children don't care. (laughs) They would rather see you be happy living in your truth than be miserable and blaming them for it. Mm. Right? <laughs> they would much rather, uh, they would do better. They would fare better in the world if they got to see you be honest and be, be true to yourself and live your life fearlessly than they would by seeing you um, live a lie and die unhappy. Right? (laughs) Whether you're sick now now, or this is like 40 40 years from now. now, Right? Mm -hmm. You know. Like, and especially as you become older and you start to see your parents as other humans and not just your parent. Like, you realize that they they weren't just beamed down from another planet to take care of you. Right? (laughs) And you see them as like full human beings. Then... You You want want them them to have have lived fulfilling lives where they were loved and they were, they were were cared for as well. well, Right. right? And And so so you're not not doing doing anybody a favor by living living your whole whole life in a lie. I mean, no, no. I mean, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, with a small caveat, just of logistics or 
being pragmatic. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that you, I'm assuming are hunkered down with this husband, um, Mm -hmm. and your child. Um, now, if now, if now the, the, uh, I believe she mentioned, Regina mentioned that he knows she's queer, right? I don't know the way that she wrote it. She says, I want a divorce and he knows, but he won't leave and I won't push it. So I think he may not know why the divorce. I'm sorry. Say again. I think she's referring to, he knows that she wants a divorce more than that. He knows that she's queer. Okay. Did, did, did she mention how old her child is? She didn't. Okay. Um, because it, now it's more about who should know. Who, who should know that will feed the, that part of you that feels that you don't want to leave this earth without um, uh, expressing who you are or walking in your truth, mm-hmm. right? And I say leave this earth, I mean, that can be any time. Like, she's, you know, it can be any amount of time. I'm not hinting towards anything. But um, I think you need to decide who needs to know. Now, I don't know how old your child is. And like, so if it's, a, you know, someone yeah, in the... Three. Huh? Three. She, she said three? Three children. She got three children. Mm-hmm. Okay. At this point, what I'm going to say is all speculation. So take from it what you will. Okay. Um, if your children are, or if whichever child is of age where you can actually have somewhat of this conversation together. Knowing that most children are not really coming to an as homophobic world, uh, you know, I'm assuming being raised with you, they're not gonna like, mommy, you gay, you know, it ain't gonna be like that. But if they, I'm saying old enough, like preteen is old enough. I know I was old enough and smart enough to have a serious conversation, right? Now, if they're five, that's a whole different situation, but you can at least get one of those children who are old enough where you two, can have a conversation about this, you know, um, finding a way to have the conversation because every age is different. Um, but to begin to say your truth in secret, and I know the secret is like the word, but what I want to be you to be mindful of is you don't letting the cat out the bag where you can't really run from the crazy cat in the house now, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and so that it puts you in a precarious situation because you don't, you don't need any toxicity in your home where there's enough outside of your home. You know, that's not good. That's not healthy. You know, if you are sick, you got a little cold or whatever, it's going to make the cold work. You know what I mean? Like, so unfortunately during this time, you can't, normally if it wasn't, you know, the time of the wrong, he'd be like, tell that motherfucker and keep it moving. Like get your, put, take your kids to the side, let them know what's what, tell whoever needs to know, let them know. Okay. Now it's more like, how do I do this strategically? So I don't bring more toxicity and not coming from you, but maybe coming from your husband, mm-hmm. you know, into the home during this time where we're all kind of hunkered down together. So I would start small, depending on, again, the age of your child, even if at least one of your children know and then you tell the other ones as they get older, just telling that one child will make such a difference and give you a clarity you didn't really have before because you're not really sure how people are going to react, you know? Or even if it's not the oldest child, it may be the child you think who will understand the best, okay? But you need some mm-hmm. sort of ally in that house. You can't be alone just with this, okay? Um, 
you can begin to tell if, if they are family members or, or a good friend. Um, okay, let me start with family. There are family members outside the house. Have some conversations to the side and start speaking your truth. The ones, again, the ones that that you can come out to and feel that their reaction be more supportive than anything because you don't want nobody running home and telling the husband and just bringing the toxicity again. Well, what you're trying to avoid is yeah. what is the unknown of your husband in this situation because that's Absolutely. not going to be good, okay? Um, but you, I feel, need to find ways to, to speak your truth to the world. Even mm -hmm. if it's shit, I mean, not to plug us, but if you want to write a fucking poem, say that poem and we air it out here, you know, on the show, or you put some shit on YouTube, I, I, something to put something in the world saying, this is who I am. This is my truth. This is how I am seeing my life now, you know, mm -hmm. um, even if it's in a Facebook group, you know, if you yeah. need to be private yet public at the same time, because what I'm hearing is this idea of it all being bottled up in you and you don't want to leave this earth without your truth living in some way in your truth. And right mm -hmm. now we're all living from our homes. We're all living online. So if that is going to be your resort and so be it, it is timely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Use what you got. Even if you don't have your kids, they may be too young or whatever, you know, or you don't have family, you know, at least use some outlet to be public with yourself, you know? And, and, and I mean, if, if you want to get hardcore with it, fucking be public and let the shit, the chips fall where they may. That's still life. That's still life. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you really feel like, God damn, I think I'm going to explode if I don't speak my motherfucking truth mm -hmm. in a public way, you know what I mean? Then, then it's really about you, your health, which is extends to the health of your children. Right. You know, so you can look at it that way too. Fuck all the bullshit. If I don't do this, then I'm actually infecting my children because I'm yeah. not doing right by me. How am I going to do right by them? That's what I was kind of thinking about too. Like the part that you're saying about being one. So, and I hate to think about, well, speak about it in terms of it being like an affair. Right. Mm -hmm. But like you have this, this girlfriend, right. Um, you're at home with your husband. How do you all connect with each other? How do you all communicate? Like those are some things that are kind of coming up to me, um, as you're speaking, but also like it exacerbates the situation in a bit because it's making it more urgent. I think is the word, word right? So, so whatever flexibility that you have before to be able to like go and see your girlfriend or, you know, be able to talk to her, things like that, it's probably very much um, uh, tightened, you know, in this time because you're home. Um, and be clear, be sure that it's not, that your, your, your reason behind wanting to tell it now because this mm. has been your girlfriend for three years mm. it's not because you're frustrated that you can't be around each other um, and you're willing to blow it up so to speak because you're frustrated that you can't access your girlfriend 
right? right? That's, That's another, another thing, thing that I'm kind of thinking about, about because initially I'm just like, girl, tell everybody. Call your mama, like, call everybody, tell everybody right now. But then, too, like, I'm also thinking about um, is is this a responsible way of handle? Like, what is your responsibility, I guess, in this? to your your family right and is it is it important enough to you that you would have done this without the fear virus is this have been thinking and planning about before this happened and it's like coming to a head now or were you perfectly happy living with the secret Happen, right? right? And so, so those, those are things, things that, that you know, Regina, you should think about as you're you're, you're planning this coming out, you know, <laughs> so, so to speak. speak. Like, is, is it, it is it like something that you, you really need, need for yourself, or are you just upset? Because we can be very careless with our loved ones when we're upset. You know, I do agree that like. They, they also, also your partner, partner also should, should know. Like, <laughs> um, he don't need to know now though. Not where they trapped in the motherfucking right, house. Yeah, right. It's timing it, you know, because that first. Okay, that nigga don't need to know until the divorce is, de- is is said and done. Don't give him no fuel. Yeah, ain't no good time. Ain't no right way. Exactly. Look, I just want to mention, you know, uh, we we having a couple of people chime in. Hey, what's up, Ashley? Hey, what's up, Freddie? Um. But actually, they're saying uh, you're you're running from your true self when you're not being honest or inhibiting or inhibiting yourself. Um, Freddie S is saying exactly. Make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. And I, I really I'm glad you really highlighted doing it for the right reason because a sense your sense of mortality is one hell of an accelerator. <laughs> and and you know you're like fuck it. You know what I mean? And 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 justifiably so. You know what I mean? Um, but you don't want to imagine, um, again, putting what you're feeling in your body aside a little bit. Imagine using this time to really orchestrate how you're going to come out when this shit is over. Like, let's think on the positive. Let's think of life and not so much the fear of losing one's life, but life. What is the life? How am I going to live this life? Let me summon up the courage, which is also a strengthening thing, okay? To speak your truth from your lungs. Feel me? Like really utilize all of that to prepare and look forward to when this bullshit is over, okay? That you coming out like gang. Matter of fact, you're coming out eloquently. <laughs> you gonna come, you may be coming out for the next few months slowly but surely like sp- figure this out in the context of having time not so much feel like you're losing time because that's going to make you um react desperately and carelessly you know and in the bottom line the people you want to protect are your kids all right but mm-hmm. but also acknowledging that there's a part of you that needs to be freed well you can free that part of you incrementally <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as food to strengthen yourself to the real actual freeing when this is over and whether homeboy wants to divorce or not, that don't got nothing to do with it. Bye, nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for real. For real. If you the yeah. number one thing you need to free yourself up is a relationship that is preventing you from having the real relationship you want. 
Mm-hmm. So you're going to definitely have to handle that. So use this time to plan that bad boy out. Yeah. yeah. Plan it out. Like that is something to look forward to. That is something that gives you reason to live. You know, reason to breathe, reason to get strong, to remain strong, not just for your kids, but for yourself and the life after this bullshit. Virginia. Mm. And can I just add, just because I'm ignorant, um, <laughs> shout out to you for having long term girlfriends. <laughs> out here struggling okay <laughs> out here struggling the lab, the poet we just listened to was like i can't find nobody shout out to you doing is is amazing because you got them holding on sis for real for real for real and okay mm. i'm gonna i'm finding a way to, to to frame and phrase this correctly because we want to keep you in the mode, in living mode, preparing mode, preparing for greatness after this mode. Also understand that you up until this point have had relationships on the side of your of your husband. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ashley said uh, three years is a pretty long time to be a side chick. That is a pretty long time. You know what I'm saying? So now someone that's willing to be a side chick for that long, I don't know who she is, but they sometimes it's hard to convert the side chick to the main chick because you've had three years of living in a certain context. You've had three years of her being the side chick and you living in this other relationship with this man. So one thing I want you to prepare for at least emotionally, even if you, or when, not even, but when you prepare to come out as you come out and when you are eventually freed from the relationship that has not been serving you. And now you're open to go to a relationship that has been serving you through the context of her being a side chick. Okay. That, the real world, her being the main chick may not be the easiest transition <laughs> one would want because you're making okay. a transition you're into a completely different relationship and you yourself will be new to coming out. Sometimes, well, a lot of times when you're in the closet, let me fuck my computer, it's about to blow. Um, a lot of times when you're in the closet and you have these kind of secretive relationships, Look, I'm not going to tell you it's not a real relationship, but it's a kind of relationship. Okay. Um, and it's just like when you have online relationship, then there's always a point when you actually meet in, 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 uh, in person. And all of a sudden it's a whole different paradigm shift. It's a whole different feeling with this person. I'm going to take a healthy guess that you're going to go through that as well. But I don't want, but I want, I want to, but I want to promise you. <laughs> you woke in MLK. <laughs> That even if you're a side chick, because that's what she is, and to call something different is you're lying to yourself, all right? Mm. Even if your side chick does not transition well into being your main chick when you reach the other side of this bullshit, I'm rhyming now, baby. I'm a poet mother. <laughs> all right? There are so many women in the sea there is. In the sea. In the sea there is. There's so many there more is. fish in the sea. You know there's there other fish in, in the, the sea. sea. There is. So, and, and you, but what you can look forward to, even if this relationship doesn't maintain itself, okay, outside of your husband being there, right? 
what you can look forward to is growing into your growing into your queership, <laughs> your mm-hmm. queerdom. You know, everyone has to do it. Whether you're doing it, you know, as a teenager, or you're doing it coming out late in your years of sixty something or something like that. Everyone goes through the same process of awkwardness. Everyone goes through the same process of finding out who they actually, what who, what kind of person they're attracted to, who yeah. they are in relationships in this new kind of relationship in this world, you know? So that is a journey you're still going to have to go through with whether you're with this woman or not. And that is what I want you to focus on to look forward to. Not so much like, I got to get to her, I get to her. I'm not speaking my truth. She's not your truth. You are your truth. Your journey is your truth. That's, That's good. good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... That's <laughs> good. <laughs> It's about a thunderstorm like out here in Atlanta. So I think, you know, you know, when they, you know, answer the same, when it's thunderstorming today, they speak it to you. They speak it to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let them speak it to me. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you leave anything, this part, listen to this podcast, Regina, understand that your truth is about you. Okay. Mm-hmm. No one else. And don't get caught about what's going to happen. Even you get rid of homeboy and the kids are good and y'all moving on and you're like, Hey, Elisa, whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> we good now. And I remember she like, oh, I'm not Sasha no more. Oh, what are we doing? Okay, let's try this. All right, oh, doesn't work. Oh gosh, oh, oh, oh well, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Cause you're still in your journey, baby. You're still living your dream. You're still living your truth. It's still going on. She ain't got nothing to do with nothing. If she want to be a yeah. part of it, great. If it works out, great. If not, oh well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm free. Yeah. yeah. So it's a win-win no matter what. But I just want to give you a heads up because you may not know that don't look forward to her. Look forward to you. I really appreciate that. That, that, that was, was good. good. Me too, actually. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're preaching yeah. to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to all of the, the viewers on the live that are sounding off that that was real good yeah, say word say word um um and we're we're slowly growing this we want to come to you guys via youtube live uh well first of all thank you regina mm-hmm. thank you regina thank you. for being vulnerable and sending us your letter i hope that what we said has hit a chord with you at some point um if it has please keep in touch with us and let us know and definitely keep in touch with us in regards to your health okay because we are all with you we're all praying that yeah. it's yeah. just the regular old motherfucking bullshit illnesses gazillion of them that we have as human beings remember that we just get sick <laughs> yeah. okay and um god forbid it is something else or it's the rona you do what you need to do for your children that's your only motherfucking focus do them lung exercises, do Qigong, do what you fuck with, keep yeah. your lungs doing what, because your body wants to help you. You help your body help you, okay? Whatever the illness is, okay? All right. Um, beautiful. That was that was beautiful. Thank you, Regina. Thank you. Um, so this is what we're talking about, y'all. Everyone is going through things um, uh, while we're all um, in our own little makeshift. I don't know what this is. <laughs> we're in- <laughs> Okay, we're in our homes. We're in our homes. But our homes are becoming something else. It's like becoming our incubus, like our wombs, you know? Mm. Um, so as you're trying to navigate the, the birthing canal, the, re, the rebirthing <laughs> canal. Right, and, our rebirth. <laughs> our re-entry into the world. Exactly, your re-entry into the world. Um, definitely holler at your gay aunties and maybe we can help you along the way because um, that is what Wheeze is here for. We want to be here for. 
Um, and of course, everything else, we, you know how to support we us. We love your letters. We, we yeah. really, really appreciate when you send them to us. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to be able to, to serve our community in this way. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and we're looking forward to our Sunday brunch coming up, not next week, but it's the week following, right? The last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not next week. Yeah. Last week. yeah. Um, all right, y'all. So with that being saying, that's another one in the tube there, um, in the bucket or whatever we're putting these episodes in. <laughs> Can. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube because we will be coming to you live every Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Everyone came to act. All you got to do is subscribe, and we're here live. You don't got to pay shit, though we appreciate your dollar when you got it. We do. Okay. <laughs> and with that being said, darlings, I'm Honey for Walita. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay, your gay aunties. <laughs> Bye, darlings. All love. Y'all take care of yourselves now, all right? Yes, please do. Mm.